Hello and welcome to the June edition of the Corporate ESG 5 and 5 podcast, the podcast in which we spend five minutes exploring the key ESG trends set to shape the market this month. I'm Dean Schaffer from Debt and Financing Solutions, and I'll be taking you through this month's key focus. A lot has been in the headlines on greenwashing, so I'll start with a very brief explainer. This generally refers to when companies overstate or exaggerate the environment, social or governance benefits arising from their activities. In recent weeks, the debate has intensified as more fund managers come into the spotlight. With this, we wanted to focus this month on some of the action the Securities and Exchange Commission is taking to try and get a handle on greenwashing, specifically how funds are named and marketed and the associated disclosure. I'll also give a quick recap on the SEC's disclosure regulation too, if we have time, and some information on the general market. So let's kick off. Firstly, Proposal 1 is concerned with the general way that funds are named. The amendments to the names rule recognises that fund names are an important marketing tool which can have a significant impact on investment decisions and seeks to broaden the scope of applicable funds. The SEC draws out a couple of examples of names, such as growth or value, but also includes terms indicating that the fund's investment decisions incorporated one or more ESG factors. Secondly, Proposal 2 is concerned with disclosure, where the SEC seeks to enhance disclosures by certain investment advisors and companies about ESG investment practice. The amendment aims to promote consistent, comparable and reliable information for investors concerning funds and advisors' incorporation of ESG factors. In doing this, the SEC would require funds and and advisors to provide more specific disclosures and formal documentation based on the ESG strategy they pursue. For example, funds focused on consideration of environmental factors generally would have to give disclosure on the greenhouse gas emissions associated with their portfolio investment. These two are just proposals and they're subject to public comment, so we expect more of the story to unfold in the coming weeks. Thirdly, I thought it would also be worth just recapping another SEC proposal from earlier in the quarter, also on disclosure, but this time for corporates. In summary, the proposed regulation will require both domestic and foreign registrants to include certain climate-related disclosures in their filings and for some registrants to have these attested to by a third party, which also has to be independent from any third party that might already be consulting with them on climate risks. Helpfully, the proposal is aligned to the international frameworks such as the TCFD and the GHG protocol. The proposal is designed to provide registrants with a more standardised framework to communicate their assessments of climate-related risks, as well as the measures they are taking to address those risks. The proposal includes disclosure on greenhouse gas emissions, including Scope 1 and 2 requirements, with many registrants also subject to Scope 3 requirements, It's worth noting that this is a disclosure regulation rather than one which is demanding any change in corporate behaviour. So while this is calling for disclosure of performance, it isn't explicitly demanding any particular improvement, though perhaps incentivising companies as a second order effect through the need for board awareness, for example. Fourthly, I thought it was important to put all of this in context for the market. Green social and sustainability supply has continued to grow over the past few years with new markets, sectors and even countries utilising the format to raise capital for their ambitions to deliver environmental and social benefits. 2021 saw almost $900 billion of supply globally and we expect more this year. So as issuers work hard to improve their disclosure, it's critical that funds are also able to provide 
robust, comprehensive disclosure for their end investors. Finally, we think scrutiny of greenwashing will continue as more focus turns on how issuers and investors alike can represent the benefits of their activities and investments. We've seen only a few stories in the papers so far, and yet the discussion has intensified hugely. For a functioning ESG market, trust and reliability needs to be at the core. Thanks for listening to this month's Corporate ESG 5 and 5. I hope you found it useful. As ever, please be sure to check out our monthly newsletter linked in the description for more on the key trends shaping the market this month. And if you like this episode, please follow the channel and click the notification bell so you can get future episodes as soon as they're released. Thanks again and see you next time.